Exelon is horizontal pang with a missile launcher. It's our Sinclair 73. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. Now, Aaron, today we're going to be talking about Exolon. Yeah. Now, this was your pick, Aaron. Yeah. And uh, I was wondering, what was it about Exolon that grabbed you? Because I know you didn't play it. I know you saw it somewhere. What was the one thing that said, this is going to be this month's Our Sinclair game? Well, you know, as you know, but I, I do a feverish research. Uh, when it comes to games that are upcoming and systems we're going to cover, and when you uh, were you when you were doing the show with me last uh, month, uh, and you were getting ready to say, "So, Aaron, what are we picking this month?" Of course, I had nothing prepared, and so with one hand, stealthily, like no one knew, I was clicking away on this keyboard for some ZX Spectrum games, and I, I just there's a little bar of games at the top, and I looked at the pictures and looked at the names, and I thought to myself, which one of these pictures looks cool and has a cool name? Bam, Exelon, mm. and, and, and lo, it came to pass. There's the peak behind the curtain, folks, mm. if you ever wonder how these, how these things come to pass. That's right. Uh, you know, in lieu of our usual ridiculous banter uh, this afternoon, Aaron, I thought we'd talk a little bit. You know, we don't normally talk about the news of the world of the ZX Spectrum, but we're making a special exception this month because there's a very special uh, event going on that our community is part of. That is taking place. So this is going to be something that will leave its mark on the Spectrum community for all the ages. And that is Asteroids RX. Mm. Asteroids RX. Now, you've had a chance to play this game. Why don't you tell everybody yes. what Asteroids RX is? You know, it's funny, uh, Boat. We got a a, uh, a message. Gosh, it's been about a month ago, maybe, uh, from the fellow that wrote this. And he's like, hey, you want to try this game out? Cool. And I was like, and you, I think you forwarded it to me. And I was like, well, heck yeah. And it just so happened I was doing a live stream uh, that night. And so we did a ZX stream and we fired up Asteroids. And uh, the author was in chat with us, which was real cool. So everyone could ask him questions and stuff. And so, you know, um, I grew up on games like Asteroids. I mean, Asteroids is one of the first games I ever saw. Mm -hmm. And it may have been the first vector game I ever saw. And again, you've heard this spiel, but it's true. If you've not seen these vector games like in person, you really can't understand what they look like. They've got a real nice glow to them, and they're real. It's very satisfying the vector graphics. And Asteroids was one of those games I thought was a real playable game back in the day. And so when I saw that he was pulling something like that out for the Spectrum, and I did have to say I wondered, I was like, wow, well, surely there have been other attempts at Asteroids on the on the Specky over the years. But I mean, I, I had to say I hadn't played any, so I'm sure there are somewhere out there, but I haven't seen them. Uh, so we fired this up, and to my uh, delight and surprise, this thing played great, Boat. Uh, a real fun time. Now, we played a copy that wasn't quite ready to uh, be released. In fact, I believe the author is still making some subtle changes to stuff like uh, the saucer shooting speed uh, and uh, uh, maybe even uh, choices between the shield and hyperspace and stuff like that. Uh, but for me... Uh, this thing was a lot of fun, and the reception of this was very, uh, very popular, very well received game, Boat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as part of a uh, history making occasion, our very own Discord, Aaron, is now taking part 
in a high score competition using one of the pre-release builds to make their uh, to basically make the high score table that's going to appear on the final game. Yeah, I think uh, that's awesome. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> it's actually both of the author's Patreon community, which is Happy Coding ZX, mm. I believe is the name of his uh, his Patreon, and the Amigos Retro Gaming Discord community are competing against each other. Uh, to get those 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 top ten names on the scoreboard that will be on the shipping version of the game, uh, I submitted a high score. Aaron, something tells me I'm not going to make the cut, man. Well, listen, hey, at least you gave it a shot. But you know, just as a side here, it makes me happy. Boat here we are, two dumb Americans, West Virginia hillbillies, who really didn't know jack squat about the ZX Spectrum. What five years ago or more? And now we're actually getting to see our little community hook up with one of the ZX communities. And it makes me happy uh, to see this sort of thing go on. I really uh, enjoy the Spectrum, obviously. Here we are. But, I mean, there's something about it that just appeals to me. Uh, And and a game like Asteroids on this system really makes me happy. And it it makes me proud to see our great uh, Discord community hooking up with the ZX community to get some stuff done and have a little fun in the process, Boat. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you want to jump in on the challenge, uh, you can either support our show, R. Sinclair, at patreon.com slash Sinclair, or head on over to Happy Coding ZX to support Alan and all of his projects. You can get access to the game that way in its pre-release state, and uh, you can put up a high score yourself. Yeah. All right, Aaron, let's talk. Exelon. Bam. Oh, good idea, Boat. So, Exelon, as you heard, I really fevered over this one, Boat. But I'll, I'm not going to lie to you. I think I got lucky uh, on one here. Uh, Exelon released uh, in 87, and this was put out by the Houston Consultants. We've seen some stuff published by them. Created by a fellow named uh, Raphael Kecko uh, or Seco. I'm not 100% sure you pronounce his name. This guy did a ton of stuff on the Spectrum, though, uh, Boat. Mm-hmm. Cybernoid 1 and 2, uh, Drots End, Equinox, License to Kill. Remember, we covered that on the Amiga uh, way back in the day. Solomon's Key, another oh, one, wow. uh, Stormlord yeah. 1 and 2. Uh, this also was worked on by a fellow named Nick Jones. He did Cybernoid as well. He did Equinox as well. But he worked on a couple other games, including Akari Warriors, uh, Armalite, and one that we've got to try sometime, Boat. Simply known as Mr. Wino. <laughs> We've got to get in you know, on I Mr. had a Wino. game picked out for next month, but I may be changing my... <laughs> <laughs> if any two people should cover Mr. Wino, it's us. Uh, the last person to work on this, Nigel Brown John, which that's a great name. That is a great name. By the name. Uh, he, he worked on Beyond uh, the Ice Palace and Hijack. So you had three guys here that had worked on a few things. Uh, the... Uh, uh, C64 version was, in fact, worked on by Nick Jones, so he's the one that converted that over. Now, what in God's name is this game? Well, this is a game I actually went to the docks boat to get, you know me, I had to go get the scenario, the background scenario yeah, here. So here's what you got. This isn't long. Uh, as a heavily armed humanoid, you battle, blast, bound, and blunder your way over more than 100 <laughs> I did a screens. lot of the latter, I can tell you that. <laughs> Yes, of blood-curdling action. Hmm. Release a deadly grenade to devastate a birth pod and shoot the hordes of aliens that slither and scramble to overwhelm you. Rocket a gun emplacement and pneumatic hammers hurl you in over back 
across uh, end over end back across the screen and in a new twist some of the screens can be played as the vulnerable but athletic Victorque or mm -hmm. as Exelon, a lumbering but powerful exoskeleton boat. Uh, so this game is a, let's call this a, uh, 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 what would you call this boat? A left or a, a shoot 'em up, this a ground is, this based. Is, this is a flip, it's a flip screen run and gun game. Okay, there you go. That's, thank God for those, of the many, many titles that these various genres have been given. Mm. Uh, you play uh, the heavily uh, exo exo armored guy as you make your way from left to right uh, in space, in space, across the screen, fighting a never-ending barrage of enemies who not only come at you from the sky but also have gun emplacements, crap that comes out of the ground, the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. Now, now the gimmick in this game, and it's a good gimmick, boat, if I may say, uh, and as in a lot of games, you've got your normal blaster, but you also have the ability to throw grenades. And I think the system they implemented in this to throw their grenades, I, I really, once again, and this isn't the first time we've ever seen it, but when it's done right, it works great. And they did it right here. You To shoot, you just tap your fire button. To throw a grenade, you hold the fire button. It's that simple. Right. I found it to be a, uh, a, a an excellent uh, system. Mm -hmm. uh, without, and I had no problems at all launching. And really, grenades is not really what they are. That's what they call them in the book. They're, they're more yeah, like they're, mi they're like missiles, missiles right. like portable missiles. Mm -hmm. uh, boat. Uh, this this game, of course, taking place in space works to the advantage of the spectrum because you could just have a big black background. But one thing they did here that I loved is this game is full of color. It's got all oh, kinds yeah. of crap going on, doesn't it? It does. This is probably the most colorful game I've ever seen on the spectrum. I mean, it literally every screen contains every color in some way or another. Yeah, and it's a, it's a nice contrast with the black space behind you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it works real well. I have to say, because yeah. you've got you've got the colors in the foreground, and then you've got the black and white. You know, you got the blackness of space plus the white star field, and then in a lot of in a lot of screens, you have planets. You know, colorful planets, sometimes multicolored planets in the background. So yeah, it's very very atmospheric. Uh, this game supports. Uh, the usual control methods, including the key, uh, set your own keyboard controls and a Kempston, so you're good to go there. Uh, this will run on the 48 or 128 uh, boat, and uh, I should mention that I found this that uh, this with the original price of this, and uh, what a bargain in my opinion, uh, seven pound 95p boat for this one. Yeah, that's a great uh, back price. in the day, so that's a heck of a bargain. Uh, this got other releases on the Amiga, Amstrad, CPC, Atari, and of course the C64. Uh, I did not look at any of those, but the Amstrad. Had you? Did you try? I, I think I, I had a cup of coffee with the Amiga, and then we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, how this game actually plays. This game is uh, this game sort of it's it's in the tradition of the uh, single screen games, so flip screen, where you try to beat each screen, and they present you effectively with a problem on each screen, mm -hmm. a gun emplacement to overcome some stuff to jump over, some stuff to grab, a place to get to. And unlike a game, say, like a Manic Miner, where it's, I mean, it's unbelievably difficult, I felt like in this game that I had at least a fighting chance. Well, fighting uh, is the opportune word because you yeah. have an offensive weapon in this game, unlike Manic Miner. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, which and Maybe that made all the difference. But the, between the grenades and the guns, you can dispatch a lot of the enemies in this. I will say one of the things that make this game appealing to me is the fact that the uh, your uh, your character and all the other stuff in it it's huge. I mean these mm -hmm. are big big uh, characters. What did you think about? I know you like the colors. What did you think about the overall 
uh, the different graphics, the different stuff they had going on in terms of what you fought uh, and the and the variable things that you encounter as you go through these uh, different screens. Listen, this this would be a pretty easy game to kind of half butt it around. Uh, you could you could have you know some some tiles where you just kind of repeat every every screen could just be a variation on a theme. You know, you've got five or six things that you combine. This game really isn't like that though. I mean, this game there are probably nine or ten different enemy sets, and of course they range from uh, you know balls to ships to other things like that. But they're they're different things. Uh, so every screen was almost like whenever you made it to a new screen, you just kind of took some time to check it out and you just kind of admire the art that was there. I really yeah. appreciated the stuff like the the ships that really serve no purpose, but just kind of hover in the background and you see the colorful exhaust coming yeah. out of the tailpipes. Those are cool. All that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff is great. The elevators that teleport you. They have uh, the the sides of the elevators uh, gleam in different colors. You know, they have, and, and it's just the game is very atmospheric, and I feel like a lot of care was taken in the design of not just the levels, but the actual the actual elements in the game. Yeah. Which, I mean, to me, I was very impressed with that. I will say now, we mentioned that the size of your character was uh, it was it's a fairly large character. They have, uh, you fight weapons in this that are also large, but they've been cunningly designed. And we just had somebody uh, mention this in chat. There are, there's a gun, for example, you fight that shoots high and low missiles. And it, there are missile weapons or bullets. It's a very difficult, in fact, you get a higher score when you get past it. And you have to duck and, and not duck in accordance to when the missiles are coming. And you have to literally shoot them as you come towards the gun. Yeah. It's real difficult. This but it is, actually, it's it's sort of a game within a game. Mm -hmm. uh, trying you try to sit there and try to time this and, and make sure you don't screw up. I enjoyed that. On top of that, whenever you destroy a lot of elements, you you release other elements that you have to contend right. with. Right, and that that's where the pang element comes in. So like you'll fight orbs, and when you beat the big orb, they turn. And sometimes there, sometimes this happens with other enemies too. But whenever you defeat it, it, it will turn into lots of small circles, and then yeah. you've got to defeat those small circles. And so I thought that was cool. We haven't really talked about the coolest part of the game. The coolest part of the game is when you activate the the grenade launcher, otherwise known as the missile launcher. Yeah. Um, whenever you, there are these large structures that you have to destroy, and they don't hurt you a lot of times. A lot of times they're just there to be blown up. They're there to got, be gotten out of the way. When they explode, they explode into tons of little particles. It's like very elementary yeah. particle effects that you see in like games these days. And it's a very Im impressive fireworks-like explosion when you see that. It is very impressive. It's, it fills up the whole screen with crap, mm -hmm. basically. And sometimes you have multiple ones on the screen. I was really impressed with, with that element of it in terms of the explosions. You, It's funny the different... The, the uh, documentation says there's over 100 screens in this. I ran through... I probably went through about fifty screens. What? And, Are you serious? Oh well, yeah, I did. I Man. did pretty good without the cheat, and then I put in the cheat. So, oh, but yeah, okay. but I did okay. pretty well. On my, I, mean, I had a pretty good run. This is a game. You're not going to just walk up to it and whoop it. Uh, right. What you've got to do is you've got to understand how this game is going to play. Mm -hmm. uh, and I give you those guns are a perfect example. 
of of a of a there are elements of this game where you don't shoot them. You just move past them and right. then you score. And, and I'll tell you something else. This game is well designed in that if you sh- if you get close enough to certain turrets and things, the guns will stop shooting. It's like the yeah. game tries not to screw you That's at every right. opportunity, which is a, yeah. cha- a nice change of pace with the yeah, old spectrum. I agree. And there are also elements in, in play where you have to stand in a certain area to make sure that your grenade slash missile weapon will actually arc in and hit what you're after because it doesn't just go in a straight line it arcs up and comes down it is incredibly satisfying to stand to at a certain area and watch those missiles arc in on the target you're after what i like to do was i like to launch a missile out you see it sort of the, the missiles travel pretty slowly compared to your bullets so you launch a missile out, it's coming down, then you charge forward, you're firing your gun as the missile hits its target, everything's blowing up, you feel like freaking commando, it's great. Yeah, um, there are elements of, of like platforming in this, uh, they can be um, they can be difficult, extremely difficult, There, in fact, there's absolutely places where pixel perfect jumps are required, now the difference yeah. is, uh, you're not going to be instantly killed if you screw those up, generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the few places I'm thinking of, you just basically have to go back and try again. Once you move off of one of the screens, you can't go back. That's another element of this that's different than, say, a, a, some certain other games where you could kind of go back to the last screen. And this one, once you get to the new screen, you're locked into that screen. So there's no going back. But, Roy, there's not really any reason to go back. Sometimes you're going to come across... Uh, Special things that you want, like, for example, uh, extra grenades that you need because your grenades are finite. You only have a certain amount. Uh, and they are difficult to get to sometimes. That's Sometimes some screens have sort of like a double puzzle in them. Mm-hmm. You can either just go the easy route or you can go for the gusto to try to get extra grenades. Because I can tell you right now, running out of grenades, no good. Yeah, that, well, you physically you're, you're won't be able to survive yeah. because you've got to blow stuff up to continue. Yeah, uh, so those are important. Something else I wanted to acknowledge on this game is the fact that this is one uh, a, a, a happy thing, by the way. This game's informational display doesn't bog down the rest of the game. It mm-hmm. stays nicely, nice and tightly at the bottom of the screen yeah. where yeah. it's supposed to be. It gives you exactly what you need to know without taking up a million tons of the screen or putting a big name over it, right. all that crap this, that we this hate. HUD, this HUD could have come out of a console game. It's that yeah. good. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, let's not beat around the bush. I think this is one of the best games we've played on the ZX. Mm-hmm. I was blown away by it. I really, really enjoyed it. Is it hard? Yes. But it's not so hard where I didn't think I had a chance. And I really like uh, the elements of, the, of shooting and how it plays. I will say the hit detection... It's pretty good. It's not the best. It's pretty right. good. Pretty Some good. Of, yeah. The uh, the the airborne enemies can be very difficult to deal with because they they I don't want to say they fly in a random pattern, but they they are programmed to go everywhere, and so right. they they you may really, come mean, right on top of you. The the here's the thing. If you enjoy games like Jet Set Willy or Manic Miner, but you want to have more offensive capabilities, you want to be yeah. able to blow some stuff up, this is a great title to move on to. Because yeah. first of all, it's not nearly as hard as those games. No. So you'll be able to make more progress, but it has those elements of you've got to study each screen and you've got to say, okay, this is the route I'm going to take. And you can't deviate from that route much at all or else you won't succeed. I uh, I think, listen, I, I you know I like uh, I like Manic Miner a lot. I like mm-hmm. a lot of this type of games, but I I think this game is the most playable of that 
ilk. I mean, not just because of the offensive weapons, and it's certainly without a shadow of a doubt the best looking. Oh yeah, we've we oh, have yeah. not looked at too many Spectrum games that were on the level of this graphically. No, no. Uh, and especially with the amount of stuff that's going on, on the screen, there's a lot. That's a lot going there's, on. There's very little color clash. Yeah, um, you know, it's 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 big, beautiful. There, we've played games like this before that are all monocolor. Yeah, um, you know they've they've been similar to this, but this is this kind of ticks all the boxes. It ticks everything you want out of a Spectrum game. You know, you know? It, games like this on the Spectrum. We were talking about vectors earlier. The Spectrum and its unique palette, when it's used correctly, it's every bit as striking as a vector great game in its own unique style. Do you, you know what I mean? I mean, like Absolutely. you're not going to see this this set of colors arranged this certain way with the graphics you're not going to see this on any other machine right. or any I know other that, game machine. i know that you've i know that you've chosen the cpc version uh for our port comparison yeah but let me just take a moment to dump all over the c64 version okay because please. it looks horrible it tries to mimic the zx spectrum color palette and it fails miserably uh the zx spectrum version plays just as fast this is definitely one of those games that if you were a spectrum owner and you are you you had a buddy that was constantly bragging about how great the c64 was this would be a game you could take out and say let's see how good this plays on your system buddy because it doesn't play as well it doesn't play as fast and it doesn't look nearly as good you can tell now i i did not try the uh the uh, amstrad version this is a, i've just looked at the comparison but to me the, the amstrad version seems slower mm-hmm. uh than yeah. the than the zx version and you know, graphically, it looks pretty good. You know, but I mean, I, I personally prefer in this well, particular. All instance, you have I'll, to do, I'm sorry to interrupt you. All you have to do is look at the the animation of the main character. Yeah, the, the the main guy in this in the CPC, he has multiple colors, but he also looks like a freaking skeleton. He doesn't look like a cool dude at all. Uh, yeah, the the the, the, the Spectrum has more of a hand drawn comic book like look. Yeah, I, 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 fact, I like the look of the of the spectrum more on this particular instance. The answer now, the, it's not all fun and games. I will say that, boat. And one of the things I don't like about the this game is that some screens put you instantly at death's door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I yeah. came across several of these where you have to react instantly, which this is the same old story. Now, some might say it keeps you on your feet, which it does. It keeps you paying attention. Uh, but it's uh, <laughs> I don't like games that do that. I like to have at least a second or two to realize to have to take in what I'm doing. Yeah, especially in a game like this where you have to plan your your plan of attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, this game I looked at some critical reviews of it both. Um, so our uh, your Sinclair gave this a nine out of ten, a very good score. Crash mm-hmm. gave it nine out of ten. CVG gave it nine out of ten, and ASM gave it ten out of twelve. This game won. Yeah, I know. Uh, this game won a bunch of, uh, well, almost won some awards, I should say. It was the second best shoot 'em up in Crash '87, third best game in Crash of '87, third best graphics in, in Crash of '87, and the third best platform game in Crash of '87. Uh, so it did. It was a Crash Smash. It was a uh, Sinclair User Classic, and it was the Your Sinclair Mega Game in mm-hmm. issue twenty. So it did. It's, it's amazing. I like the I like the look at what those other games were. Yeah, uh, you know, to see how it uh, what trumped it because we've you know we haven't seen a ton of stuff that I think looked better. I mean, there were a few things that I'd say looked a little bit better, but not much. Uh, but in terms of it's not just it's not just pretty. I mean, it is fun to play, 
and it's also fun to uh, to look at. Did we get any Discord action on this boat? Yeah, we did. We got a couple of reviews from the old Discord channel. We're going to start things off with Batman. Batman says, Exelon is a game that occupied more time than was healthy for a young chap studying for his GCSEs. Wonderful graphics, lovely sound effects, particularly on the 128, and absolutely rich in just one more go flavor. I'm happy to report that playing it again elicits much the same response from me now. In fact, I often have a bash on this when I'm gaming on my various speckies. I loved it then. I love it now. Nine out of ten. Jigglebox writes, The uninspiring loading screen somewhat belies this exciting shoot-em-up platformer. But from the moment the option screen fires up and the jaunty music starts, the whole thing exudes quality. I initially played this in 48K mode and was impressed by the multicolored and engaging graphics, the smooth movement, and the pretty good sound effects. Moving into 128K mode and the sound improves to a new level. I found the gameplay pretty addictive. Definitely one I'll go back to over and over again. 10 out of 10. Jigglebox loves it. Wow. MC Chessers writes... Exelon blew my socks off as a kid with its large, well-animated, and colorful graphics. Coming back to it as an adult, it still looks great, but its gameplay relies a lot more on rote memorization than skill, and it can feel slow and plodding at times. I still enjoyed the time I spent with it, but its gameplay wouldn't pass muster nowadays. 6.5 out of 10. And finally, Jed Byrne writes... I was always impressed by Exelon's colorful graphics, but I was never satisfied with the gameplay. Launching rockets to destroy obstacles and watch them fill the screen with debris feels very satisfying at first, but there's no skill involved. (coughs) Ducking and shooting at the gun turrets feels like playing an LCD game and watch. The flying enemies are frustrating. (laughs) These balls and rockets are taken straight out of jetpack, but I can't zip around the screen shooting them. All I can do is jump and duck while firing at sprites that remain just out of reach of my gun, but still able to hit me. Five out of ten. You know, I I can understand that perspective. I I want to cover one more thing with you before we turn this thing loose. A lot of I I can see the argument that this that the guy is a slow and plodding guy, but in my mind, and and maybe I'm just compensating here, both for the game. But this is a guy that's in space, Mm -hmm. and he's also in an exosuit. Okay, right. you're not going to be bebopping around like the Flash. You're mm-hmm. in space, and when he jumps and stuff, that looks space appropriate. Yeah, he has these big long leaps, and so to mm-hmm. me, now maybe I'm just stupid, but to me, he acted like like I would think a guy in space in an exosuit would act. Sure, I think you can make that claim. Yeah. Now, something else I want to ask you, since I know this is your uh, one of your pet peeves. I did not have any trouble with up for jump in this. Did this provide you any difficulty? Uh, I believe that uh, my controller was already mapped to up to up, up for jump on the Mister. So, oh, okay. Uh, I, so yeah. you mean you had a button for jump? I had a button for jump. Okay. So. Well, I played this with up for jump with no trouble, and so I think it, for some reason in a game like this where it's not real fast, mm-hmm. and maybe like I said, it could just be my mind screwing with me. I think up for jump worked just fine, and yeah, I, thought the I think speed in a game right. in a game where they where you're, you the jumps are they're difficult, but they're not necessarily really time. Uh, like you always have plenty of time to kind of calculate where your jump is most of the time. I can see how up for jump would work in a game like this for sure. Yeah, um, I did look this up on eBay in case you're interested in picking this up on tape. Uh, I found a compilation tape that was that had sold recently for. Under four dollars US, 
so if you can catch one of those, you can get it cheap. I didn't see anything up currently that this that was available with this, except there was a gentleman asking uh, $35 or best offer, a little fishing out there. Mm-hmm. I would wager if you held out for a little while, you could probably pick up Exelon for a halfway decent price, Boaster. Yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our uh, coverage of Exelon. Uh, we appreciate you listening to our Sinclair. If you do want to support the show, you can do so by heading on over to patreon.com slash our Sinclair, and you can help us reach our goal of making our Sinclair a weekly instead of a monthly show. Uh, you can uh, you can uh, throw us a couple bucks and make that happen. Um, we want to thank all of our supporters, uh, these are the guys that really make our Sinclair happen. We love doing the show, but we love the support as well. That's what keeps us motivated. We want to thank Jigglebox, David Terrace, Justin Tinpot Gamer, Edvin Helland, Andrew Waite, Eric Nelson, Cap'n Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Mark Downey, Hermsky, Paul Bossman Harrington, Peter Mulholland, Chris Folds, Gary Heather, Jed Byrne, Mark Durham, Mitsuyama, and Pixels at Dawn. Thank you guys so much for supporting our Sinclair. Thank you. Now, Aaron, next month on our Sinclair, we're going to be looking at a game whose name alone makes you want to dance. It's Pajama-Rama, Aaron. I don't know what that is, but I, I like pajamas. Yeah. That's I got yeah. Now, maybe, Aaron, you could wear your pajamas for this. You you have a very famous set of pajamas you could wear on the on the show. And Good I could idea. wear my pajamas, which are I'll not. do it. Hey, any show where I get to wear my PJs, I'm on board. Listen, man, it's going to be great. So, we will see you guys next time with Pajamarama. And until then, rewind tape. And press play.